Hey, hey, everyone, this is Dan, the GM. Did I do a good bluff roll? No? Okay, fair enough. I guess I just don't have a deep enough voice. But you guys know my voice. This is Nightland here, bringing you episode 132. And you know what a two means. Two means time for a shout out. Now, I wanted to bring you one of the favorite podcasts of mine that I have absolutely fallen in love with, and that is a podcast called Crit Squad. And if you're wondering who Crit Squad is, Crit Squad is another tabletop RPG meets audio drama podcast about a special kamikaze unit that gets some bombs planted in their brains and their quest to find their freedom. I fell in love with this crew, I fell in love with their tale, and I highly encourage you to go check them out. If you're wondering who they are, they are Austin Rusk as their game master, Lindsay Zana, John DeVree, Jeffrey Cheney, Chris Henry, and Eric Snyder. I can't emphasize enough for you guys to go and check them out if you are a Shadowrun lover or looking for a different flavor. Maybe you're getting tired of some fantasy. But do me a favor, if you go over, you check them out, let them know what the dice sent you. And with that, I give you back to What the Dice. Enjoy listening, send us a shout out, find us on Twitter, find us on Discord, give us a review if you can. We'll love you eternally, it really helps us out. We're just a little baby podcast, and fighting the algorithm monster is always a quest. Thanks for listening. As we walk through the frozen grass and make our way to the storyteller's campsite, we find something different. There's red in the snow and it looks fresh. Our pace quickens as we get up to the storyteller and the camp is nearly destroyed. The campfire that is normally set and ready is scattered across. Our normal spot is charred and burned away but his cabin stands tall the door is left open and it is quiet there is a long moment before we hear from behind us (laughs) well well me friends it seems as if that nobleman did not take no for an answer well He sent his merry little men, and I sent them on their merry little way. Now, well, I would offer you a place to sit, but it seems as if all of our normal sitting spots have been destroyed. So, stand, stand. Now, we last discussed the adventurers were deep within the Miranda. They dealt with a strange creature known as Bone Powder. And they are now hiding away in a small little cubby written language appears on the screen and they talk with some other scientist letting them know that there's more to what's going on than seems to be going on and it begged and pleaded for them not to harm Lucas or Emma it seems as if even in deepest oceans in wildest of times someone is always looking out for you well me friends stand relax and hear me tell. In the last episode, you guys had a chance to fight an infected from the upper levels that was sent down to kill you. During the fight, you were able to 
strategically hit a few things, knock over a few things, and it fell to the ground with a kaboom, causing a leak on the side wall, which began to flood the the facility with icy cold deep sea water, which was quickly sealed off thanks to Lucas giving you guys some quick information, and you were able to progress in deeper taking a chance to take a break and a long rest in a small hidden closet, you got a strange worded message from an unknown ally within the facility. And Kalila began to be a sassy cat in the process. We come back with you guys still in the closet as you hear the chimes above. It is now 8 a.m. Good morning. We're just going to make the assumption we went to sleep. Yes, you had a long <laughs> rest. Right, so is anybody else tired of being in the closet? Can we come out yet? <laughs> yeah. Closets are for clothing. There is a lot of cool stuff in here. I mean, we got to talk to someone over uh, whatever that was. Which just makes it worse. So far, our best guy is a swindly guy named Lucas. Well, that is true. Trusting the gambler more and more, and I was told not to trust gamblers. That's what Baka taught me. Mm, yeah, I kind of re I remember that. Kalila will, if there's like a little peek through hole, or I think there was monitors, make sure the coast is clear. Uh, you do see a enforcer, a scout, and one of the harvesters going through and gathering up some stuff that is on the far end of the, the room. I see one of the big dudes, but last time they only cared about a perimeter, so do we want to wait or do we want to leave? They are on the far, far end, and it looks like they are on their way out. Okay, well, that's still what Kalila is referring to the group. Shush, you voice in the sky. Man, y'all gotta do something about hearing these voices. Uh, don't worry. Give enough time, you'll hear it too. It'll come along. It all started with him, and now I started to hear them. Right, so I don't think they're gonna bother us if we don't bother them. I'll nod, open the door. Reflex check. Aw, oh, crap, really? Nat 20. Take that. Right. You dodge the broom that falls, that was idly pushed off to the side. Oh, man. <laughs> Jump. Mm. You gotta be careful them uh, brooms. They're kind of dangerous. Duly noted. Maybe I can take one to the big guy. Look, you guys, I, I like y'all, but I'm not jumping the broom with you. Somebody pick that back up. Lila just starts to grab for her normal broom. Going, want to go for a ride? No, thank you. Put the broom back. As you guys are idly chit-chatting, you see the large creature and the harvester move into a hallway and disappear as the scout looks back and then runs straight up the wall and disappears into what looks like some kind of air ducting. Well, I was just going to follow and wave. Not like physically follow, but like eyeball follow. Yeah, no, I got you. I wish I could run up a wall like that. That could be awfully useful for getting into places. I was going to playfully hold up a, a foot and make sure her claws are out going, claws help. We can put some on your bare feet. 
Well, have, you should have claws on your bare feet. I do, but I don't think they have the necessary grip for me to run up a wall like that. We can sharpen them. I don't want to damage my boots. Alright, that's fair. Maybe we can learn some magic or something that lets you spider walk. Oh, I know. I could learn to be a monk. I heard they do stuff like that. You'll have to do a lot of push-ups. You need to gain your strength to be a monk. Ow. I don't. I guess monks don't use guns either. No, they like to punch things, from what I'm told. Yeah, I don't want to punch things. I just rather blast them. So, don't we need to fix this big generator thing? Probably. I think we have to fix two more, right? I think Lucas said we needed to fix three, and this is number two. She points. I wonder if this repair job is just like the last one. Where we have to shock ourselves and shock it. Pull that and clean out all the debris and other garbage jammed in it. I think so. Let's go investigate, and you tell us what to do. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Hi, I'm in charge. Hey, this time you are in charge, Defebulous. Didn't we get in trouble last time you put me in charge? No, we blew things up, remember? That's the fun part. But you told me no explosions while I'm underwater. No C4 and no wild shot while we're underwater. Which kind of sucks, because I have new daggers. Well, I could make dynamite and use it underwater. You have new daggers? I think I got new daggers last time I went to Maxie's. Yeah, they t we turned the ball bearings into uh, throwing Oh, knives. wild throwing daggers. Yeah, them. Defibulous mm. will uh, give this engine a once over to find out what needs to be adjusted. Well, one, there's no uh, engine where you can see. There's a park that is laid out with fake grass and fake trees and fake flowers, and it's all pristine and beautiful. Granted, there are some spent cartridges of miscellaneous drugs laid about and the park benches are cracked and damaged but the grass is pristine but it's fake just to clarify on our map it does say there's a giant generator here yes on your map that you have it does show that there should be a generator here i'm gonna go poke at the grass and investigate the the naturey bit that is peculiarly pristine yeah, the, the weirdness of, okay, this nature patch in this area. Mm. All right. I, we're kind of missing something, guys. Yeah, I'm confused, too, sniffing around. 26 on perception, by the way. Thank you. I was going to ask for a perception. Anyone else going to be poking around? Yeah. Yes. 34. 29. So as you guys are looking around and you all kind of come to the realization that this this grass is very much fake um you're able to peel it up and underneath you find sheets of metal which would be the flooring that you're used to seeing digging around some more you're you're finding a giant circle that you have to rip up all this fake grass to see fully uh, and as you compare your where you're standing to your map, you see that you're standing right where the generator should be. Faye, as you kind of idly look around, you see a panel on the wall that is sticking out just a little bit, and there's this strange blue glow coming from behind it. 
I poke it. All right, you poke it. It's metal. I call for the people who know more about this. What did you find? Um, this. The fabulous will take a look at what she is pointing at. You see a panel that is sticking eh, about an eighth of an inch off the wall, and there's this strange glow coming from behind it. He'll examine the panel to see if it can open up or anything. Yeah, it looks like it could be peeled up pretty easily. Like, you just got to get your fingers behind the, the metal edging. He will make sure it's safe to put his fingers behind the metal edging before he tries to pry it out. <laughs> we okay. know your trickery, DM ways. All right. So, uh, roll. That per- you want perception, engineering, what would you like? Yeah, let's go with the perception. 36. You slide your fingers across the edge, feeling for any type of, like, loose wire or any connection. And as you're running your fingers across, it just slides and drops to the floor with a loud clang. And in front of you is a digital monitor like you've seen with different spelled out words and languages you don't fully comprehend. And then as you kind of figure out how to scroll up and down, you see access to power core, power core offline. And then you see a, would you like to access the power core? He will push the button that says yes. There is the sound of sirens. As there's smoke billowing out from the edge and it starts to crack open. And as it slowly rises, you see three of those strange rat creatures riding up and they look surprised that they are moving. They quickly jump off and I now need combat rolls. I just quickly, it's a trap. Yes, yes you may. Thank you. But I don't accept it because it wasn't a rat trap. It's a rat. It's a rat trap. Trap rap. Rapid trap. Rats in it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I hate you all. And 23 on initiative. Wow, that's the same thing you rolled last time we rolled initiative. I have a 25. Oh, I'm rolling like crap today. To the dice jail. Or maybe you need to sweet talk them. I rolled an 18 when I threw it in the dice dale. <laughs> it did that just to spite you. Yes, it did. 26. Wow, I rolled like crap compared to you guys. Yeah, they're rats. They were startled. They were sleeping. Makes sense. Interrupted their afternoon nap. All right. Top of round, Faye. Also, I just need to know if these fake plant, like whatever Kalila was standing on as this thing raised, goes all the way to the ceiling or if it just like raises up 10 feet because she would have legitimately been standing on the patch of whatever. It's still rising, but it looks like it's going to go all the way up to the ceiling. The rats had jumped off of it. Well, damn, then I guess I'm just going to move. And you cannot cross the circle because that platform is currently rising. Yeah, so I was just going to, on my first action, jump down. 
I was taking it as because the floor moved, it slides open, you jumped off as it moved. Because it's okay. basically, okay. it's two doors that open up and the motor come, or the, the engine's coming straight up. Oh, okay, I just imagined a giant cylinder that just raises. Nope, think of like a, uh, a missile silo, how you have the like two big doors that open up. Ah, okay. Because that's why when it opened up, the rats were very confused until they saw you and now they're very angry at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you hear nuclear launch detected. No, there are no snipers in the area. Well darn. Okay, it's about as much as I can move. That thing, okay. So. Uh, what else could I do? Um, if you use your full move action, you can double. You can uh, what is it? Double your movement speed if you sprint. So it's yeah a full round action, which would take everything. Yep, I did. That's as far as I can get with that. Okay. Next in the order of the peoples. Kalila, what would you like to do? I'm going to definitely do a couple of quick fire shots at the closest rat that I can before it okay. charges me. I remember these things can charge because that's what it did to me last time. 32? 33. 33. That is a hit. And then second one to see if it hits is a... 25? That is... Ty goes to the defender. Okay, so I missed the second one. Mm-hmm. And I realized I did not cast Gravbow, so it's just a D8 of standard arrows. <laughs> I was thrown off by the moving floor. You luck out this round. 19 damage. Okay. So there's one with an arrow sticking out of it. Yes. The one closest to me, so the most northern rat. Yep, yep, yep. Northern rat got the point. What is Hugan and Mugen doing? Oh, jeez. For once, I remembered. And Hugan is actually going to do one of the, like, rare things that I tried to to, 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 to to make him do. He's going to do, like, he has that ability where he can leap and get a uh, from above attack. So he's going to, like, quite literally, he is technically a jumping spider in my eyes, leap into the air and pounce down onto this rat pine and perform a bite attack. Okay. Let's see them rules. He gets a bonus because it's considered an attack from above because he jumps 10 feet in the air. Yeah, he's doing a stag's leap. Yes, thank you. 28. That's a hit. Hooray! And then he's bite. Oh, he did a good bite. Six damage. Okay. And Mugen? Fires the missiles. He's aiming for the middle rat. Okay. And he got a 25. Ty goes to the defender. Okay. Defibulous, your round. The strange motor engine thing is not fully blocking you, but it's uh, not exactly helping you either. So after this round, you will have to move if you want a line of sight on these things. Okay, cool. That was going to be my question as to how much of a line of sight I have. You would basically be shooting, skimming over this thing. It is right at rifle height. Not that far up above the ground yet. Nope, it is slowly moving, but it also looks like it was coming out from pretty deep. Because it looked like these things had built a nest on top of it. Poor guy to wake up to an earthquake. Pretty much. I'm going to shoot the top northern rat. Okay. 31. That is a hit. That would be 20 damage to the rat. Oof. That rat is not having a good day now. I mean, three attacks, yeah. It's... Getting kind of bloody. 
I was gonna say, and I have more. I can do more than one shot per round, right? Yeah. Especially since now you have the magazine round, you can fire twice. The second one, uh, the second shot is at a minus two. Oh, do the pillar? Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, a second shot with your... Because unless you have the ability, it's a minus two to your hit. Am I thinking that's rapid fire? I think so. Because I'm not seeing it either, because otherwise I would suffer that minus two, and I'm like... Eh. Then I am incorrect, and I accept that. So go ahead and fire your second shot. All right, I'm going to shoot that rat again. All right, miss, please. Not likely. Well, screw you then. See if I ever help you in a pinch. I mean, I'm rooting for your rats because I like rats, but these rats also hurt me. If you were making them friendly towards me, I wouldn't shoot them. No, that's no fun. You had your chance to get a friendly rat. You ignored it. I know because I had a box full of angry snap robot turtles. They are wonderful little guys. 31. And that's a hit. 18 damage. It is my turn. Hooray. Finally. Yeah. All right. You know, I think... Yep. Yep, yep. That's what I'm going to do. So, Faye, the southernmost rat is looking at you and starts to charge at you and then jumps into the air last second. Um, give me a sec. Let me do my math. 23 to hit. Does not. Okay. Well, you now have this very mean-looking rat up in your business. Okay, so I don't need to move to him. Is it my turn or am I taking an opportunity? He has other rats to go through. Yeah, I have other rats to go through. It's not an attack of opportunity. Okay. Second rat. The middle rat. The middle rat is going to attack... I think Mugen needs some bitey bites. He did try and hit him with missiles. Nat 20. Oh, snap. Everybody beats up on Mugen. No, Hugen. I'm going after your spitter. All right, so 17 points of physical damage. Six points of poison damage. Four. Four rounds. Ow. So, uh, Hugen just got a nice big old chomp taken out of him. Yeah, he did. I'm going to double check his spider armor and make sure it doesn't... I think there was, like, some DR. But other than that, go ahead. All right, last rat. He is not too happy that he has been shot by an arrow. So he is going to quill shot at you. You see him bristle up really big, and then I rolled another nat 20 on you. On me? Yes, on you. Oh, on Kalila. Yeah, on Kalila. Okay. I'm sorry. Kalila. I have three me's. I need <laughs> Yeah. <rotation. laughs> no, no. He's bypassing your characters and just aiming at the player at this point. Oh, snap. Minimum damage, but that is still five points of quill damage as a quill just nails you in the shoulder. And it is sharp and pointy and none too fun. And then let me, and then you also take three bleed from his, from that for this round. Okay. So they are quill. The quills are actually barred a little bit. Makes sense. Top of round, Faye. Well, it's right in front of me. I'm going to stab it. Okay. Which sword are you using your new one? 
twice because I have two swords. I have, uh, yes, my new God-given sword and my Hawk sword. All right, what's your roll for hit? 30 to hit on the first one. Okay. 26 on the second. All right, that's two hits. Woohoo! 26 total. And plus the 1d3 uh, poison damage from my fingernails. So let me roll that up real quick. Cool, three. Right. Kalilah, you're around. Yes. First and foremost, cast Gravbo before I forget again. I don't know. You can keep forgetting. I'm fine with this. No, 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 no. Officially casting a grav bow. I'm going to cast Burst of Nettles. Of course you are. Yeah. I could hear the, the love for that skill in his voice there. There is a reflex save for half, and that DC is 15. That is, I passed it. That is a what? I passed it. I got a 16. Yes, but it hits, all, I think, all the raddies. I'm looking it up, double-checking now. Yes, they are all within my range. Two of them are within your range. And you don't have line of sight on it. Okay, yeah, you're right. I don't have line of sight on the one. So it goes after the two, though. They are within my range. I see that. So for some nice little dramatic flares, you guys would see Kalila raise her bow into the air as she casts Grav Bow, and it grows in size. And then with a quick flick of her tail and a pull on her bow, though there's no arrow in her hand, she would release an outburst of barbed arrows that are acid-filled. And if they are caught within her wake, they will take damage. Meanie. Alright, so I passed one and failed the other. Alrighty, I will roll for damage and then you just divide in half for the other one. Absolutely. Alright. 17. And then for the acid damage, let me roll d d8 on, yep, okay, uh, six points of acid damage on top of that. So 17 and then six. All right, describe your one kill. Since this is a outward burst, right, a 360 degree burst that comes from her bow, I would say a couple of arrows would sail through and then just stab sharply into the run rat. Let's say chest cavity, and you just see that acid melt through its rib cage as it falls dead. Mmm, gooey. Mm-hmm. And Hugin, due to the fact that he is poisoned, will make a hasty exit away from the one rat. Oh, the one that was in melee combat with him is, uh, or the one that hit him is the one that died. Okay, so no attack of opportunity with Hugin moving? Nope, because the one that's in front of him is not in melee with him. All right, I'm going to have my, my Hugin retreat back. And my Mugen will step forward in defense for his move action. Okay. And I believe he has a melee attack for swipey swipes. Double checking his sheet. Because I believe his missiles are reloading this round. Yes, they are reloading this round. Yes. yes. As he moves forward, he will lunge forward and take another 
following fight attack to this other rat pine. Rat on rat combat, man. So hot. So much <laughs> violence, when will it end? When you guys die. Think I come up short with his bite attack on a 22, if you want to confirm. Yeah, that's a miss. Okay. He he tried. Defibulous, you can now no longer see the rat pines. Well, these are squares you said are 20 by 20? Correct. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sprint my happy little gnome ass. <laughs> He's going, eh, eh, and stopping there. Okay. Complaining bitterly about how big these, this place is. Yeah, this is seriously like other than in the all wild out open doors, like the hugest, largest thing we've ever been in. All right. Top, uh, the rat that is squared off with Mugen is biting. Do I want to bite or do I want a claw attack? I want to bite. All right. So that is a 27 to hit. Yeah, he's easy to hit. Okay. Ironically. Uh, where's my D10? I need to build rat pine armor. We do need to build rat pine armor. He's very easy to hit. He's durable, but he's easy to hit. There's my D10. You'll just need to bring that up to Defibulous at some point. Yeah. 17 points to, of damage and poison. Eight points of poison damage this round. For how many rounds? One round. Thank God. So this rat just turned around and just got a good old mouthful of Mugen. That rat's better at biting than my rat. Well, he is very cranky. You probably did wake him up from a nap. I, I understand this. All right, last rat on the list. Check one thing first. Nope, he's still angry. Going to bite Faye. 25? You're not gonna bite Faye. Okay. We can try. So we need to build bear trap teeth for Mugen then. Yes. Faye, you're round. I respect the effort, but I'm going to stab you now. Okay, so he missed me, so I'm going to disappear and reappear behind him, so I get sneaky, stabby. Uh, if he doesn't catch you in his perception. He does have that ability, which he doesn't. Ooh, okay, so I'm standing behind him now. Two rolls. 35 to hit on the first one. Alright, that's a hit. And a 29 on the other one. And that is a hit as well. Woo! And I will get sneaky damage. Hang on. Okay, so two swords plus sneak. I had completely forgotten the poison damage on one of my swords last time, so um, additional poison damage plus my fingernail poison damage is a grand total of 53 points of damage. Okay, this thing is heavily bleeding. Landed good blows. All right, that makes it... Lila's turn. Since this one rat that I've been focused on, he, he looks pretty heavily damaged too, right? Um, or is this one kind of healthy? Kind of healthy. The one that just took a nice big old chunk out of uh, Mugen? Mm-hmm. Looks, looks pretty healthy. All right. Well, we're going to just do a nice quick double attack with some arrows. 
But I am going to be making sure this time to pull out. I think it's my shirt teeth. Yeah, we're going to use my, uh, my sh no, I have more gator teeth. We're going to go with gator teeth arrows. Does a 36. That is a hit. Double 36s to hit. So whack, whack. that is a double hit. Double hits. All right. Collecting damage dice. First one does 25 points of damage. Describe your kill. Oh, snap. Okay. So the first arrow that is released from her, her bow soars through the air and pierces into its neck, driving deep as the second follows quickly behind, landing just adjacent. And the rat squeals and falls over. I don't even think it squeals. I think it's just Okay, dead. gurgles. <laughs> I'll accept a gurgle. I'll go with a gurgle. All right. Defibulous. You're around. I'm sorry. Hugin and Mugen's turn. Thank you. <laughs> Which Mugen will at least advance a little bit to get a slightly closer range. And correct me if I'm wrong, which way that rat is facing northeast, southwest? Uh, it's, well, Faye just hit it, so it's technically heat facing the east. Okay, so it's not from behind, but he will at least attempt to hit with a volley of missiles. Nat 20. All right, roll. All right, so I get crit damage since it's a nat 20 with these missiles, right? Yep, it's double damage. Okay, rolling a 1d4 to see how many missiles hit, unless it's an auto four. I, I, with the nat 20s, it's an auto four. Just wanting to clarify and make sure. So 12 on the first missile. I'm automatically doubling it for you. I rolled a six. Okay. Second missile does eight. Third missile does 20. Fourth missile does another 20. Good Lord. Hey then. Um, This thing is heavily bleeding and heavily hurt. Is it limping? It looks like it's on its last breath. All right. That makes it the Fibulus's round. You cannot see the last rat. Fibulus lets out a string of gnomish curses and engineering curses as he double times it again. Okay. As he approaches up Uncle Lila going, do we need to get you a set of uh, those roller feet things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. My round. Hey. This thing is going to take swipes at you. First one is a 28. Dragon. All right, so that brings us, and you're gonna take your shadow step? Yes, because he'd have turned around to face me. So if I shadow step again behind him, whether or not he notices me is the question. I rolled a 19 on die, so I should be able to see you. Okay, so it caught on to my trick there, huh? Yeah. At least this round. All right, just roll to hit, and then uh, 
I'm pretty sure you'll be able to kill this thing this round because it's pretty heavily wounded. Dude, can I just kick it and knock it over? <laughs> no, it's not that heavily wounded. <laughs> okay, well, I had to ask because that would be funny. All right, so since it's your round, go ahead and roll to hit. 29 on one hit. That's enough to hit it. All right, but yeah, because just on the dice without any other modifiers, I've got a 544. Go ahead and uh, tell me you're just your killing blow. Let's go for a decapitation. Why not? So I stepped behind it. I did the shadow step behind it. And it turned around to face me because it noticed. It caught on. So it's still mid-turn and kind of leans into the low-swung cut right at the neck. As the blood drips out of its wound, we exit combat, and you all look over as the pillar of electrical components is raised up, and it's in working order. There's lights flashing, and it's showing a full status, but there's a large switch that says on and off, and it is currently switched to the off position. Oh, come on. It can't possibly be that easy, can it? Hey, Defibulous, you want to hit the button? He's like, I was expecting more work than just flipping a switch, but yeah, I can do it or you can, whichever one. Well, you had to play the run around this time, so I'll let you hit the switch. Who decides an entire structure that has flooring this big? I mean, honestly, no one took consideration of short people. You know, I have to agree with you there. Welcome to the future, apparently. Where everything's bigger? Well, maybe I wonder if gnomes in the future have machines that carry them around them, like two or four legs. Oh, that'd be awesome. I wonder if I could design something like that. Uh, what? Are you flipping the switch? Quiet voice in the sky. Yeah, Defibus will flip the switch. You take three points of electrical damage as it sparks to life and you hear the engines boot up as it starts to lock into place. Does that electrical damage include the 50% resistant to electricity? You can roll your 50% to see what happens. It's a 50 either you, if it's below 50, it's full resistance. If it's above 50, you take half damage. The moment there, I couldn't figure out which, my, which one my D10s were. Ha, 49. You take no damage. Oh, that would have hurt. And as this room boots up and you start to hear the sounds of uh, ads playing and more of the holographic signs boot up, we're going to end this episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if the adventurers have finally got another strange power source up and running. And they had to deal with a strange rat pine. Well, a nest of them. 
Well, dear friends, it seems as if they are two-thirds of the way done with Lucas's mission. Hopefully the strange gambler holds his end up and helps the adventurers. Well, I was once in a strange casino and they always told me the house always wins. Well, me friends, that is unfortunately all the time we have for today. For the moon is high and it is time for us to say farewell. But as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roar. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 